Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Bladed Apples, a horror podcast, dropping your trick-or-treat bag every week. So far. So far. I'm Rocky. I'm Blaze. And on this episode, we're, we, we watched... Well, we watched a couple movies, but I think we're doing an episode on Death Spa. <laughs> it will be Death Spa. <laughs> I think we're doing an episode on that one. Uh, we won't talk about the other movie we tried to watch, as uh, for anybody that remembered last we week. We didn't try. <laughs> well, we watched it. We watched it. We, we'd just be trying really hard to talk about it. But for anybody that remembers last week, we said, oh, we're going to have a double feature. Well, we watched one of the movies, and we decided there's no way we're going to be able to make a whole episode out just this nah, one. Nah, there's literally... No fluff. <laughs> yeah. There is nothing behind it other than... Right. Well, there's nothing behind Death Ball either. That's what we're going to be talking about, too, I guess. But <laughs> Oh, come on. We at least got some actors that have careers in it. A couple. Yeah. A couple. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And uh, we're talking about the same director as Crack House. Hell, yeah. I mean, he directed Crack House. <laughs> yeah. And my mom's a werewolf, Michael Fisher. Michael Fisher. Fisher. Yeah. And for some reason, I just imagine, like, Lois Griffin saying his name. I don't know why. Mike, you're all for you. That's what she sounds like. Sure, I don't give a fuck. I don't like family guys. <laughs> what a spot-on impression. Alex Borstein would be Peter, so happy. it's Michael Fisher. <laughs> oh. And then, you know, we'll have the uh, regular segments that we always have. We've got a fucking video game. we got fucking mythology biology. we got some fucking we trailer. we got some shit. We got and some exciting trailer. news for next weekend. Oh, yeah, we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to open up with that? Yeah, let's open up with yeah, that. Yeah, next week will be our first interview. It sure will. Yeah. Um, it will be with the director of a short documentary uh, called The Slimes and Crimes of... Dookie Flyswatter. I don't. I actually like think it's just called Slimes and Crimes, but it yeah. is about Dookie Flyswatter, mm-hmm. the singer of the band The Haunted Garage. Yeah, he's a horror punk cult icon, I guess, because he's not. It, it almost reminds me of, uh, of like Anvil, like the Anvil documentary. Oh yeah, like com- before that documentary came out. I mean, that's what like made them like super popular. I think, but like that they were this band that people like members of Metallica and, like, Slash and all these people, like, adored this band. But mm-hmm. they were, like, such an obscure metal act that a general popular, like, general audience doesn't really give a fuck about them, even a metal audience. It's kind of the same thing, I guess, with, uh, with Dookie. Uh, because it seems like he's done all these things that we should know him. Not, not only being this horror punk icon but also writing a bunch of different horror movies and starring or being in a bunch of different horror films especially a few david dakota films and stuff um and all these different people like bill mosley and lloyd kaufman and these different people from like the dwarfs and uh guar and all that are talking about them and holding to a certain amount of steam it's very interesting but like you don't really hear about him ever at all i mean i didn't really know who he was (laughs) Well, yeah, so, I, I mean, I'd heard of the Haunted Garage, but I didn't know how influential they were to a lot of shock rock and stuff right. like that. So yeah. it was, uh, I'm excited. Um, the trailer looks really good, and it is amazing that he reached out to us of all people. <laughs> yeah, no, you, you could just like, better podcast. You could have done better, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, any, I guess that any 
buddy that that's open to talk about. I mean, that's promotion. You take yeah, it wherever hey. you can. You know. Yeah. Uh, I'm but it sounds interesting, it. and he's got a crowdfunding. Yeah. And we'll so talk more about that, that next um, week. Yeah, and after the episode next week, we'll uh, add a link probably in for yeah. the crowdfunding. Yeah, well, that will be next week. Thanks for stopping by. We'll see you next week. See no. you next week. <laughs> <laughs> um, but other than that, man, uh, what's been going on this week? Oh, you know, um, resetting people's passwords <laughs> and people forgetting their emails, which are their names. <laughs> and wanting to bash my head through the wall. And not getting paid jack shit for any of it. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> awesome. How about you? Um, about the same <laughs> with my job. I mean, I want to deal with that, but just for different reasons. Yeah. <sighs> just this is going to be an episode of us just complaining. <laughs> just two broken individuals from their we're so tired jobs. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's it's a lot. It's 10 years at the job I'm at, and it gets worse and worse. Trust me, right now I can't say the company name. I mean, if you know me, then you already know who I work for, but if not, I'm not going to say the name on here. But <laughs> I already threw mine under the bus. This place sucks. <laughs> let me say the company I work for is real fucking shithole. <laughs> and one day, once I don't work for them anymore, I will blast them. <laughs> not only on <in> this podcast, <laughs> not only will I fucking anally ream them on this podcast for all 20 people that listen to it, <laughs> but also I will leave terrible fucking ass ripping reviews on any platform I can get on <laughs> out of revenge. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm going to be completely honest about how shitty of a company it is. And how terrible all the management staff is there. And how you could probably put a broom in any of their positions. And it probably will run just as well. So, fuck. Beep, beep. <laughs> You'll find out in a future episode. <laughs> or you just message me and ask me. I'll just tell you. <laughs> <laughs> or you can look up Rocky on Yelp. <laughs> and you'll see all of his reviews for the company. company. Yes. And you'll find out immediately. Uh, so but, vampires. Well, 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 we'll get. Well, we got some news first. We got a little bit of news. All right, news. Ecstatic. <laughs> <laughs> you are like, all right, fuck. Fine, uh, well, first of all, I think the most important news that happened this week, the most exciting news, is that we got a trailer for a new David Cronenberg film, Crimes of the Future. Uh, David Cronenberg is back, baby. How's it make you feel? Great. Yes. Yeah, I'm excited about it. Uh, David Cronenberg, who, if you listen to any of our early episodes, our first episode, I said is one of my favorite directors. Maybe my favorite director? I mean, I usually say Scorsese is, but I find that such a cliche saying because everybody knows he's one of the greatest of all time. Yeah. But David Cronenberg is, is I mean. He's up there. He's may, maybe my favorite. Um, is back with a... What looks like a very disturbing body horror film where he said in an interview this week, the last 30 minutes of the movie may be the most upsetting thing he's made. <laughs> so That's hard to hear. <laughs> he says it's more upsetting than Crash. Well, I'm going to have to be taking my antidepressants before going <laughs> to see this movie. Um, not David, David Cronenberg's Crash. Not the, not the shitty Crash 
the 2004 film that went and won a bunch of Oscars, but it's an awful, awful, awful movie. The one about racism and the police and all that. Do you remember that movie? Oh, yeah. I used to have to show it at rehab. All Did the you? Time oh, I my God. At, I mean, I, I think you show that rehab. rehab that people will want to do more drugs. Oh, my God. Yeah, no. A lot of people love that movie. <laughs> that there. movie is excessively uh irresponsible oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> like every message in that movie is, is backhanded. awful it's backhanded awful message. message because it's like oh this guy's so awful and he's like rapey and he's a, a terrible racist and then it's like oh but he did save that lady he tried to rape yeah, he did one okay thing with his so, horrible life. Yeah, so that makes him uh, that redeems now him, right? He's a hero. It does not redeem him. Absolutely no. not. That whole movie. In fact, you at least owed that. <laughs> that movie won the Academy Award for Best Picture, and that's why the Academy Award's a bunch of fucking bullshit. But anyways, uh, we're talking the 90, 1996 crash. Ninety six, I think. Mm-hmm. If you haven't seen that movie, the David Cronenberg crash. It may be my favorite Cronenberg film. I don't know. It's about, it's based on a book, but it's about a group of people that uh, have a condition that he, it's based on a condition that is so extreme that there's no way anybody could have it, but I wouldn't be surprised if somebody does have something similar to it. But it's people that get turned on by motor vehicle accidents and they make a group where that's that's what they do. They have a sex group and they hunt down automobile accidents and they're turned on by the wreckage and the the chrome nature of it all and the body dysmorphia of everything that comes with it. And it turns them on and they have sex because of it. <laughs> and uh, the movie is shocking and awesome and dark and sleazy uh, in the best possible ways. Because I've said before, David Cronenberg makes sleaze in a way where it doesn't feel male gazy. Yeah. Like it doesn't feel like weird or like schlocky it feels like it comes from a very scientific gross place yeah well i mean he makes it disturbing but never feels like it's like a scumbaggy way of being gross Uh. doesn't feel like brett ratner shooting a film or something yeah 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 it's it feels like oh there's an anatomy to this it feels like it's scientific it feels like it's a study of the body and mechanics or anything like that but he's saying that this new movie is going to be even more disturbing than crash so i'm interested uh you can watch i think the trailer is like a minute long it's only like a little teaser but you can check it out it's online i'm excited it comes on june i think it's premiering i think it's premiering a cam okay uh and then i guess it'll be released after that so we don't wait too long for a brand new david Cronenberg film did you watch the trailer yeah i did did you have any thoughts on it it looks depressing <laughs> it looks pretty grotesque oh yeah <laughs> there's a lot of uh looks like it's gonna be very violent also i'm happy that he's reteaming up with vigo Mortensen for it oh yeah i was excited about that too him and vigo Mortensen had a string of three films that were really really good together history of violence and easter promises are both fantastic I didn't films see easter Promises. oh it's great we need to watch it sometime uh, i saw both those in theaters i didn't see the third one though uh that they did together which was a dangerous method I didn't see that Starring one. Starring Viggo Mortensen and Michael Fassbender as Young and Freud. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Which is very Cronenbergian to make a movie about two of the biggest psychologist names ever. Uh, so I, I still need to watch. I never have. But I'm, I'm happy that he's reaching with Viggo Mortensen. And also, Crimes of the Future was the name of his very, very first uh, film. His very first independent film was called Crimes of the Future as well. 
Okay. Which cool. is pretty interesting. So I'm excited for that. What other news do we have? Um, we just discussed we haven't watched any of it, but Shudder has the halfway to Halloween <laughs> special coming. Uh, there's put out a bunch of movies we haven't watched. And TV series upon new season of uh, Cursed Films. Oh, yeah, they did put out a new season of Cursed Films, and I watched the Wizard of Oz one. Oh, was it good? Oh, it was great. So, see, so you did watch something for halfway to I Halloween. did. <laughs> I did. I watched Cursed Films. Yeah, that's always the infamous too. one, uh, Wizard it's, of Oz. It's not as bad as some of the others. What, uh, so do they, I mean, I, I imagine they talk about the body. Yeah, the, it's, the, hang, it's, it's not, not It's not a hanging body in the background. No, right? it's a bird. It's a bird. That's, that's why I was heard, because they had different, like, exotic birds on yeah. set and stuff, right? And it's funny, though, because they have this vhs collector guy who looks even worse than i do <laughs> like we're just saying something no it's not um but and he's like yeah i have the original copy i got it for a great deal and this is the copy you can clearly see it's a body and it's like <laughs> they're showing these youtube people like oh look at this body and then they get the writer of the land of oz to be like that's bullshit that's not true yeah right that's a fucking lie yeah and then they talk about uh, all the lies that were spread about the Munchkins. Yeah. Um, How they were like really terrible behind the scenes. Yeah, stuff. they were like, that's not true. Yeah. Uh, and Judy Garland is kind of the one who sparked the whole thing. Oh, yeah. Because she was... <laughs> was she manic depressive? Well, no. Here's what happened. So it, it kind of spoils the episode if I talk about it, though. All right. Fast forward like a minute <laughs> so you don't want to hear it at the time they were like oh well the girl in the book is about 12 and she's 15 going mm-hmm. on 16 and we need her to not look like she aged a day in a year of making this movie right so they started giving her these what at the time they called them pep pills but they were like mixes of antidepressants and meal suppressants and amphetamines and so Judy Garland ended up getting addicted to those. Um, yeah. Um, and that's that why she was all fucked up yeah. going on the show. And um, you know, it's funny though because all of the all of the Munchkins really loved working with her. Like mm-hmm. they all have great things to say about her. But they were like, "Yeah, that lie really affected us." Because then came uh, the movie Under the Rainbow. Have you heard of that movie? Yes. Yeah. And um, that movie was just kind of like, oh, here's a documentation of all the crazy shit and orgies that went on with the Munchkins and blah, blah, blah. And they got the director of Under the Rainbow on this. And he, I have a lot of respect for this guy because he's not one of those people who is like, oh, what? You know, it was funny then, you know, blah, blah, blah. He's like, no, I rewatched the film before getting interviewed about this. And he's like, I am... Uh, ashamed of what I made and how it affected these people, mm-hmm. and like he was, he was very like it. It came off racist. It came off like it came it like all these things. Like at the time, I guess I thought was funny. And he's like, and as I grew up, the the more I realized, like this isn't funny. This is you know cruel. harming. Yeah, it's cruel. Mm-hmm. And I respected that about him though, because most people will be like, "Ah, oh, I didn't give a shit." Yeah, no, it right. was. It, I, I stand by my work, and this guy's like, "Nah, it, I wish I'd never made that movie." Mm. So, uh, but yeah, it was a really good episode. Um, you feel really fucking bad for the Wicked Witch of the West. I forget her name, the actress, but mm. 
she she had to go through some major shit. And did you know in that entire movie she only has twelve minutes of screen time? Yeah, yeah, it's crazy yeah. to think because like she's such seems like the biggest part of the movie, but she's barely in it. But, but she's like uh, Silence of the Lambs. I think that Anthony Hopkins, Hannibal Lecter, is only in it for like sixteen minutes. Yeah, something. But he like still that. won the best actor award that year. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was good. It was good. I'm excited to see the Rosemary's Baby episode. Yeah. That yeah, one's out now. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I need to start watching it. The first season was really good. First season was great, yeah. yeah. Poltergeist one was depressing. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that Poltergeist one was depressing. And so was the Twilight Zone movie. Oh, uh, yeah. That that could have been avoided. Yeah, speaking of fucking people John who Landis. shouldn't, like, fucking uh, feel horrible about what they did. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've heard from different, like, critics and stuff uh listen to their podcasts or like read their newsletters where um when i listen to drew mcweeney he's brought up this before about john landis and thinking about different events and stuff like that and whenever um attention gets drawn to him or something like that like how john landis reacts to it he's he's clearly clearly carrying like been carrying the guilt for years and years well, I mean, how, how could you not i mean <laughs> it's, it, not? it is something that is a hundred percent to blame on him yeah well of course it is because we're yeah. like we shouldn't do this it's like eh. no we're gonna do it and guess what you killed three people including yeah. two kids i'm so. sure jennifer jason lay loves john landis because he killed her father in that yep <laughs> vic morrow uh yeah it's uh if you guys haven't watched the first season Kurt curse films, films is a great Shutter, series. it's great and uh for anybody that doesn't know what it is or been able to put together they talk about different movies have come out that have had troubling times getting made or some weird stuff has happened while making it to where they think say oh this film was cursed while making it and right. you know things that happen behind the scenes and stuff it's a very interesting documentary series so check it out check it out which by the way another piece of information uh, Joe Bob Jambri this year will be at the beginning of July. It'll be in Memphis, Tennessee. The Memphis, from Tennessee. Pennsylvania down to Tennessee. I went last year to the one uh the first annual. It was really fun. This year they're moving it down to Memphis and it seems like they're changing it up a bit where in the daytime it's gonna be at one place at nighttime will be at the drive in. So in the daytime it's gonna be kinda of like convention at a different location you'd be able to go there and that's where they have like the screenings all the booths and all or uh, not the screenings all the signings and all the booths and all that stuff then at night you'll drive to this big drive-in they have i think it's like 950 car capacity drive-in uh where they'll have all the films mm. so on like this past year uh which actually worked out very well for how i mean for being the first time and also the mahoney drive-in did a great job of of accommodating everybody they were an amazing staff but uh, everything was at the drive-in. So all the booths were there. The concerts were there. The screenings were there. And you were outside all fucking day. And it was rough. And it also got flooded a couple of times. Yeah. So the people that were camping there got, like, drowned out. <laughs> it was really bad. Thankfully, I got a hotel because uh, I What's don't... that? You said Joe Bob drowned <laughs> a thousand people? Oh, my God. <laughs> Cursed films. There's some news there. <laughs> Joe Bob, murderer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, this year, though, they're trying something new. I'm excited. I've been wanting to spend some time in Memphis. I love Nashville. You always say I should spend some time in Memphis. Dude, Memphis is great. So I want to go there um, and go visit Graceland. <laughs> Graceland's cool, man. Um, but, uh, yeah, Joe Bob. His, uh, fucking Joe Bob's second annual jamboree will be in Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, this isn't news. Okay. 
before I say this, it's, I kind of want to bring this up because I think this is a danger okay. of bad journalism and people spreading news online. And then, because I've seen this picture going around a lot. And why I want to bring it up is because, first of all, this has not been confirmed. And I don't want people to get excited over it, seeing this image if they come across on Instagram or on Facebook, because I've seen it shared on both. However, I saw it, I'm like, well, I haven't read anything about this. And Googling it, I haven't seen any site that's trustworthy, like a Blade Disgusting or Fangoria or mm-hmm. anybody, any news site, like Collider, whoever the fuck, you know, Vulture. Nobody has reported on this. So I think it's just an image that somebody made and people have been running with it that Robert Eggers' next movie is Nosferatu. That would be his fourth film, which has already been having a lot of been having a lot of trouble getting made because Harry Styles had to back out of it. Yeah. He's supposed to be the uh, Jonathan Harker type character. Uh, and he dropped out the last second after they were already supposed to shoot filming because of a scheduling conflict. So now they're looking for a new lead. But they announced that Nosferatu, and it is supposed to... I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> Nosferatu. Nosferatu. Um, uh, Nosferatu is supposed to be played by Willem Dafoe in the film. Mm, it's we'll the see. image that they made. Which, listen, I wouldn't be surprised if that... Yeah, but there's no confirmation on it. There's no confirmation on it. Uh, I'd be fine with that. Just like Hans Zimmer winning an Oscar. (laughs) Yeah, he had a bathrobe, but he could have made he could have made that Oscar. Yeah, and he had an Oscar at his house before he knew he got won the Oscar. He wasn't even at his house. He was at a hotel and where where he was doing that concert at. Fuck you, Hans. (laughs) Fight us. Respond to our challenge. Still waiting. But uh, the octagon's hot and ready. Listen, I would love to see Willem Dafoe as an Esperanto, just like anybody else. I mean, we all know. Oh, yeah. Willem Dafoe, America's sweetheart, Willem Dafoe, <laughs> <laughs> the apple of everybody's eye, Willem Dafoe. GQ Magazine's Man of the Year. Yes. Willem Dafoe. <laughs> <laughs> GQ's, GQ's sexiest man alive. Three years in a row. Willem Dafoe. Uh, men's health cover model. <laughs> Willem, Willem Defoe. Defoe. <laughs> Better um, housekeeping lead. <laughs> Willem Defoe. Favorite magazine to masturbate to whenever it's pictures of Willem Defoe for Rocky. <laughs> Willem Defoe. Uh would be great as Nosferatu, but he's already played Nosferatu yeah, once. In uh Shadows of the Vampire. Shadow of the Vampire, which is a fantastic film. Hard to find now. Yeah, it is. It's a hard, hard DVD to find, to find uh, for a good price. You usually have to pay thirty dollars or more to get it. My mom's and nobody's got put it. a Blu-ray out. Oh yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, you can find it on eBay for like thirty, forty bucks. Yeah, she went and saw that in theaters. She loved that. Ah, uh, fantastic film. For anybody that doesn't know, it's about John Malkovich stars as F.W. Marno, who directed Nosferatu, and it's him making the movie Nosferatu, but it's a fictionalized version of it where he's like wants to make the most realistic vampire movie that can be made. So he hires a vampire, an actual vampire named Max Shrek, played by Willem Dafoe. I hate this script, girl. <laughs> yes, yes. And he's an actual vampire that's feeding on the crew. And it's a great film. Uh, so I, whenever they brought it up, I'm like, yeah, cool. But he's already played him. But I wouldn't be upset seeing him because, of course, Robert Eggers now... Has worked with Willem Dafoe twice. So, I'm about it. Yeah. But, listen, guys, that is not a true... That, that's just a fan-made image, so don't get too excited about it. <laughs> it ain't like the Nicolas Cage as Dracula thing. 
Yeah, that's official. That's, <laughs> that's real, real pictures. Yeah, that's real. That's a real motherfucking deal. <laughs> All right. As 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 uh, Fred Durst would say, vampires. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Let's talk about it. Okay. I did the movie last time. You introduced it. <laughs> you got to Deathwall then. <laughs> Uh, oh God, that's like impossible. Uh, that movie's so all over the place. <laughs> this one is also. Uh, so we're originally going to do a double feature of Vampires and Death Spa because Blaze got some VHSs in. And Blaze was like, hey, fuck Rocky. Yeah. <laughs> that is pretty much my mindset. <laughs> no. Is, uh, how can I torture him this week? <laughs> no, we, we love watching crap, so. Uh, he definitely made sure to give a double dose. <laughs> so earlier in the week, we watched we watched Vampires, which we were waiting for that VHS tape to get here for a minute. It's a movie that came out in 2004, directed by Matt and written by... Hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It I think it was written and directed by the same guy. It's a low, 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 low budget film uh, put up by Lionsgate. Or at least the DVD or VHS release was put up by Lionsgate. Which I don't understand because it's like, here's Rose Red and Vampires. <laughs> like, right. yeah. I would love it if they had one of those old school like DVDs where they had like four films that came out under their label. And it was like Rose Red, uh, 13 Ghosts, <laughs> and Vampires. <laughs> <laughs> but Vampires is about... Uh, a safe cracker that he, not a and th- we don't mean a white guy who is very cautious <laughs> he's not a safe cracker he's not a safe cracker no he is he is very black <laughs> very much um and he's he's a safe cracker criminal uh, he him and his partner in crime duke shoes <laughs> duke dukey shoes no i uh Elias, Elias, Elias is the main guy. He's no, he's the 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 the, the bad guy cohort. Yeah, oh, no, I thought his name was Khalil. Whatever. <laughs> oh, Jakeem, that's the name of the lead guy. Jakeem is the lead. Yeah, Jakeem is our main character. Khalil is is his partner in crime or the the mastermind behind everything. Uh, they go to uh, the movie starts with a montage with him like trying to crack a safe as a practice run after that immediately Khalil's like hey let's go knock over this house there's like ten thousand dollars there some shit oh no it's full of paper he just says this paper man there's so much paper in this place so I guess it's uh you could fill 12 Xerox machines (laughs) yeah right so they go to a Home Depot (laughs) and they knock it over (laughs) no they go they break into this house uh where there's this guy sleeping why would Home Depot Yeah, you mean Office Max? What a Home Depot! Oh no, yeah, Office Max. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah, Home Depot. Yes, Jesus Christ, <laughs> Office Max. I got. I was thinking Office Max is Staples. I'm like, I'll go with him. Home Depot. <laughs> is Staples little thing? Oh no, I thought they all shut down. I, no, they're gone. Uh, is the Office Max want to be shut down? Also, they sh- the one here the one is down shut Archer. down, but there yeah. are still some Office Maxes right yeah. now. Oh well. <laughs> yeah. um, anyways, they go and knock over a Home Depot, and <laughs> um, no, they break into a house. Of, of a uh, white man <laughs> that is dressed like a baby. Yeah, he's in a full onesie that's pink with a bib on his head. For what reasons? We don't know. I guess because it's embarrassing. Because he's a safe cracker. <laughs> I, I guess. I don't know. And 
What's his name? Jeremiah? What was it? The the Elias? What was his name? The main character? Jakeem. Jakeem. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he goes to crack the safe, which is right next to the guy's bed. Um, also right before he went in there to open the safe, they were arguing loudly in the hallway, right next to the door that was open <laughs> where the safe is. Um, that walks in as he's doing the safe. Khalil is loudly eating chips. Yeah. And the guy's not waking up. And uh, then he's like, you got to get the key around his neck. And oh yeah. The keys around his neck for the safe. Yeah, that's right. Which he gets with no problem. There's no tension at all. The director doesn't know how to shoot tension as you'll be able to see throughout the film. If you watch it. At all. I actually doesn't know how to shoot mostly anything. Yeah. He, he, yeah. Um, gets the safe open. The guy wakes up, gives chase to him. Khalil shoots him. They get in the car. Jakeem isn't happy because he murdered a guy. And that what he said he didn't work with people using guns. Yeah. Uh, while being distracted arguing, they run over a woman that's just randomly jaywalking in the middle of nowhere. In the middle of the woods. <laughs> yes. Um, Jakeem goes to check on her. Kaloa goes behind him, shoots him, leaves him for dead, drives off, and gets back in the city where he is attacked by a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> Who he thinks is a prostitute. Uh, Jakeem goes to an old Mexican prison. <laughs> an abandoned prison. Like They couldn't <laughs> afford to rent out an actual like functioning prison, so there is like this... Like, looks like you would be like, oh, okay, there is uh, the ghost of an old prisoner. Yes. Welcome to the tour. It's clearly okay, a historical Jakeem. ghost You can go home. Location. Your shift's over. You don't have to pretend to be a ghost anymore. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's a, clearly an old, defunct, like, prison from the 1700s, 1600s. Something like that. It's a tourist attraction that they allowed him to shoot in for the price of a tour ticket. <laughs> um, like, he, do you think this movie's going to be big? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, great. Uh, he gets out of there. He goes and meets back up with Khalil, who is now a vampire thug. Guy? Uh, guy, I guess. I don't know. He is a Renfield kind of guy that's... Not? Is he... He's like, think of him as a ghetto fabulous Renfield. But does he sell drugs on the street? Like, what is he... Like, he's posted up like he's selling something on the street, but he just kind of stands there. He doesn't really... Yeah, and you get, I don't know, his point. Yeah. Because there's just because they need a Renfield, a, a hand. hand. Yeah, which Renfield didn't eat people. Like, he ate, he ate like, flies and shit like that, which he does also. In this movie. Box, but he, don't, he wasn't like, oh, no, he's also a cannibal. He's literally eating a, a, a they don't try to make it look real. It's a straight up Spirit of Halloween hand prop. Oh, yeah. <laughs> prop hand. Uh, so Khalil's like, hey, uh, Kareem? Jakeem. Jakeem. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Not Jakeem. Kareem Campbell. <laughs> Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. <laughs> um, yes, Jakeem, uh, here's the deal. I need you to knock over this place. And bring me what's in the safe. Our spirit Halloween Dracula pendant. Amulet, yeah. Uh, get this for me. Uh, and I won't kill you. Uh, what, I'll get, he would give him the money back that they robbed. Yeah, he gets some. Yeah. <sighs> oh yeah, the whole time he also has one of the t- worst romances ever with a girl that he hit with the car, and um, she is crippled now. She's uh, she's crippled now. Uh so he goes, and apparently they knew each other from high school. 
Oh, also, after he hit her with the car, they were laying there looking at each other, but for some reason, she doesn't remember him. Well, she says, I can understand getting hit by a car and not remembering somebody's face. <laughs> yeah, well, her legs forgot how to walk also, so I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> so, she's in a wheelchair, and they have really awkward dialogue. I'm sure this girl has big dreams. close-ups. This girl has big dreams of being an actress, I'm sure, but uh, I don't think it's going to work out. <laughs> <laughs> for any of them. <laughs> And it hasn't. Uh, so they have a romance, <laughs> quote unquote, to where he's just like being very touchy with her and pushing her randomly. And they I have should have found a trailer for this. Zero chemistry. <laughs> yeah, I thought we were just going to mention it, but I guess we're going through everything beat by beat as fast as we can. Uh, so he's like, yeah, I'll give you the money that we knocked over. I just, I need this. It's going to, if you get me what's in it safe, I can stop being a vampire. I hate being a vampire whatever so he goes there him and the renfield character who's like don't have a gun and guess what immediately uh, the guy had a gun um they shoot the place up in one of the worst gunfights i've ever seen yeah it was pretty bad (laughs) he cracks a safe while the renfield character and another guy are shooting at each other over his head over his head and the guy doesn't think i should shoot the guy trying to get the safe with the medallion but yeah no so he opens it up. Yeah, it's not money. It's it's what's what's it clearly is like the Bell Lugosi Dracula medallion. That's what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Brings it back to Khalil. He puts it on. What a twist! Uh, it makes him a stronger vampire. <laughs> wow! And they go through a really crappy fight with a really loud fog machine. <laughs> and you know what? Let's just sum it up with he runs into a group of vampire hunters. Yeah, they, who are the people they, he they, robbed. Yeah, yeah. He the place they robbed was a vampire hunter compound, but it was just in the middle of what looks like a crack house. <laughs> yeah, in a teeny tiny safe that was terribly guarded. Uh, that was that was the vampire organization, and, and they uh, talk about how they they get paid by I guess a bigger company because they have health benefits and stuff. But that's all they could afford is a crack den where they have a little hotel sized safe. With the amulet it in is, it. Uh, yeah. Uh, they all team up. They're going to go kill Khalil. Instead, the, all the vampire hunters get killed immediately. immediately. Because guess what? <laughs> Crosses and shit do nothing unless you're Jakeem. <laughs> yeah. Jakeem puts them on their work. But everyone else hunters. immediately got killed. <laughs> um, And also, they all get killed by a uh, vampire just hides behind a door. Or just kind of in a corner. We could s- clearly see them against a, like a bright white wall. But somehow you didn't notice them, and then they come up and they bite you, and then you're just. They also make uh, Jurassic Park noises. <laughs> yeah, they they have they make pterodactyl noises. Uh, it's terrible. Everything's awful. Uh, Khalil kidnapped handicapped girl. I don't know her name. <laughs> uh, but he does. Uh, oh yeah, and handicapped girl explodes. Yeah, he straps her to a bomb. It's like it's connected to the safe. You have to undo the safe to undo the bomb. <laughs> <laughs> he's like please be quiet i have to hear this yeah, she's just she yelling the going, whole time help help please <laughs> hurry hurry help help and like, then she's like right before like the timer runs out and she's like cream i know i know what you did jakeem jakeem god damn it I the- now, now i am thinking kareem adul jabbar <laughs> jakeem jesus christ um yes jakeem uh i know what you did and then she blows up into a bunch of ketchup <laughs> yeah she was actually a ketchup monster. <laughs> Khalil comes out. 
and is ready to take him on, but he's wearing crosses, and he sees the crosses and goes, ah, motherfucking crosses. (laughs) (laughs) And they get into a low-energy fight, and then... He gets the amulet. He gets the amulet. Then does the son kill him? What kills him? No, he puts the amulet on, he taped a cross to the fucking amulet, so he's like, ah, it doesn't work now that there's a cross on it, and then he opens the windows, and that's it. And, and then he gets a phone call. Oh, like, quick, I need vampire hunters. We got a huge vampire problem. He's like, I don't do that, man. He's like, I'll give you $10,000. He's like, oh, right. End movie. <laughs> kind of low price to kill a whole bunch of, uh, kill a bunch of vampires. Uh, the movie's terrible. It's awful. It's awful. Um, you should watch it. Yeah, I mean, it's fun to have watch some friends make fun of it. There's weird, awkward comedy scenes that don't work in it. There's a part oh after, my the God. Gun fight, after the gunfight. After the gunfight, I forgot about that. I have to lean back for this one. Go. After the gunfight, they come. They go back to. Uh, he goes back to Khalil's place to give him the amulet, and there's this whole like shtick part where Khalil's trying to tell him something, and Kareem is like, "Huh? What? What?" Because he was in gunfight, so he can't hear. And Khalil has to keep on, like, repeating what he says, and Jakeem doesn't understand what he he's saying. saying, yeah, I'm serious. He's like, no, that's not what I'm saying. Like, And it just goes on and on. Yeah, and for on. about a good, like, five minutes, this joke goes. Yeah. It is bad. But, yeah. Yeah, it goes on for as long as our jokes about, like, Dave Grohl or Hans Zimmer. Yeah, like, when you beat <laughs> that jokes. dead horse, but you you just beat it until it's dead. You don't beat it back to life. Yeah, and it wasn't funny in the first place. I don't like our jokes, which is, uh, I don't know, uh, Blade and Apples has been called the uh, comedy voice of a generation, so. That's true. Jason Ives back? That's fucking genius. <laughs> Go listen to the Event Horizon episode. I was on fucking fire. He literally was. <laughs> I was burning alive. I'm like, should I put him out? You're like, no, don't do it. It's for the views. I was at Star Body Health Spa and I was burning alive. Uh, yeah. So vampires, we sat through it. There uh, you go. <laughs> it was clearly all shot, all shot, all shot on a video handheld camcorder. Uh, this guy did not have a career afterwards. Strange. Uh, Jakeem didn't have a like, career afterwards. Khalil didn't have a... Nobody had a career afterwards. Jakeem had like three more movies. Um, The movie has... like I think like only 20 people have reviewed it on Letterboxd. <sighs> yeah, it's a movie. It is. All right, so what next? <laughs> All right, I guess we go to our main topic. <laughs> All right, does that mean it's trailer time? <laughs> it is... Trailer time. Trailer time. Michael. Michael. Killing yourself isn't so hard, really. Come to me, I need you. Jump, jump, jump. Death Squad. Welcome to the help club where you'll sweat blood. Never work without a spotter, Freddy. Wake falls on your chest and you can really get squashed. It's the place for a killer workout. (laughs) 
An unquiet spirit reaches out from beyond the grave. Welcome to my party. For revenge. I will destroy this place. And I'll kill them all. Unless you do as I say. Get so thin they disappear. So death spa. Death spa. The, the spa of death. The spa that eats people. Um, nineteen eighty nine. This one was released. It looks like it was made in nineteen eighty seven, nineteen eighty eight. Yeah. The copyrights for that. Uh, directed by Michael Fisher. Fisher. And written by somebody. <laughs> It's written by somebody. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, Death Spa. It stars a bunch of people. Ken Forey is in it. Yeah, Ken Forey is in it, I guess. <laughs> Merritt Buttrick is in it. He was in a couple Star Trek films. Yep, and then he died. Yeah, he died of AIDS. Oh, wow, really? Oh, that's awful. There's complications between AIDS and uh, some other illness he had at that time. Oh, my God. Uh, from Gainesville, Florida. He's from Gainesville, Florida. But he's known for playing David in uh, Star, Trek. Star Trek 2 and 3, uh, which is Captain Kirk's son. Yeah. That's sad. I didn't realize he had died so young. Yeah, he died at the age of 29. Uh, this was made a year before his death. But he's not the main character in it. One of the main characters, but not the main character. The main character is uh, played by William Boomler. Bumler. 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 Like <laughs> Bumler. Bumler. Who plays a character named Michael. Uh, but we'll get to that. There's not a lot of behind-the-scenes things. All I can tell, really, is that um, at this time, of course, there was a health craze going on in the late 80s, which carried on into the early 90s. Yep. Of course. Um, I'm sure that everybody remembers their moms. Everybody's mom had to have at least one either Richard Simmons video or Jazzercise or, <laughs> or Jazzercise video or a Tybo video. Like my mom had like a stack of those like tapes and stuff. Yep. Um, like I'm pretty sure it was, a, it was a huge thing. So from what I understand, uh, this is a quote from Michael Fisher. He said, the health craze had blossomed in LA. Health clubs came up like mushrooms so quickly that they so quickly that they went out of business. So we thought basically we turn around and we have a ghost in our health club. That could be a fun scenario, uh, which is, I, I mean, that must have taken about thirty seconds to come up with. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I don't. I, there's really not a whole lot to say about this film. It's it's. Um, it looks like it was made pretty fast. Michael Fisher didn't go on to make a lot of things. He made 11 films, but none of them were too big or like... Rackhouse. <laughs> whatever that is. My mom is a werewolf. He made a bunch of schlock, it looks like. This may be his biggest movie, and this was also his directorial debut. Yeah. <laughs> Death Spa. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bye. Check it out. <laughs> no, um... So it is a very convoluted story. Mm -hmm. uh, where this man, Michael, who runs 
the uh, Star uh, Star Body Health and Fitness Spa, uh, which is more like a gym than a spa, but whatever, you know. No, it's totally a gym. Yeah, it's a gym. Yeah. And uh, the gym is run by a computer system designed by his former brother-in-law. Yes. And his former his former wife uh, went through depression after she lost the ability to walk somehow. Due to a pregnancy. Due to a pregnancy. Due, due to a miscarriage, I guess. Yeah, miscarriage made her unable to walk, so she said, you know what? I'm just going to light myself on fire. Yes. I'm going to go out the most painful way I can think. Like a Tibetan monk. Yeah. <laughs> she lit so. herself on fire. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they made a computer system to control. I, I, I want to emphasize that real quick. A computer system. There's a computer system. system that runs the gym. And not just like the air conditioner and, and you know, the, the sauna. Like, like the, the equipment, it can up the poundage on like whenever you're doing like. Uh, uh, Chest presses. Yeah, whatever you're doing, like wings or like anything like that. Like. I'm making up names for workouts because I don't work out. <laughs> whatever you, I just say, wings. Jesus Christ, what are you doing? Like chest flies. This, this Paul is actually part of the, wings. Yes, um, this is actually part in the movie. You see a guy doing chest flies on equipment, and you hear the voice is like upping the weight on it to such an incredible weight that his side splits open and starts pouring out blood but it went from like 120 to 150 which when you're doing chest flies on a piece of equipment isn't that much <laughs> not definitely not enough to do that not enough to rip your body apart <laughs> yeah um uh but let's go back to the beginning yeah. so there is a young lady named laura dancing around in the gym after hours mm -hmm. as you do and Ken Forey comes in going, her, 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 I'm Ken Forey. And you're like, okay. <laughs> like, Hi, he Ken is, Forey. He's the happiest man in this movie. Yeah. Uh, she goes off to the steam room, and all of a sudden the steam starts going all wild, and somehow that made her temporarily lose her sight. Yes. She also slaps the glass window of the door shatters it by lightly slapping it and passes out. and then she passes out but yeah it, somehow it blinds her and also they don't really explain it but michael is her boyfriend the owner of the gym yes who's our main character but he's an uninteresting who gives a fuck yeah no white bread really motherfucker <laughs> he's a safe cracker <laughs> yeah he, he is a safe cracker 100 percent uh, we uh so after that there begins to have all these strange errors going through the computer system and making steam rooms go off or making the shower scalding hot while people are showering yeah and the police are already investigating two two detectives are there because of the what happened to what was her name Laura Laura what happened, Laura? Uh, so two, two detectives are already like, something's going on in this gym. And even whenever they're there, uh, near the beginning of the movie, this girl is on a diving board at the swimming area, 
and a screw comes loose on the diving board by itself and as she's jumping listen she was already jumping like six or seven fucking times like really i think like everybody's sitting there was like it's just this bitch gonna jump <laughs> like, well, like what like <laughs> i want to jump yeah. next and so clearly the diving board got tired also because it comes apart and she falls into the water and she's like oh my god the diving board just slipped and i fell and it's like weren't you gonna dive off the diving board Anyways, Anyways? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you She's like, yeah, but I want to do it on my terms. <laughs> but the diving board almost hit me as I fell down. So they're like, oh my they're god. Like, well, did it? And she's like, well, no. Okay. So, Michael's attorney friend at the gym named Tom mm-hmm. is like, look, this has nothing to do. Like, why the diving board isn't controlled by the computers? They're like, ah, well, then you won't mind if we dust it for prints. And it's like, there's water all over yeah, it. Right. <laughs> It's like you were standing there whenever it happened. You didn't see anybody go up there and like unscrew anything or whatever. Yes. Um, also, Tom throughout this whole movie is just like the mayor in Jaws. Yeah. It's like as the movie's going along, Michael's like, maybe we should like shut down the gym. But the gym is getting ready for, or sorry, the spa. <laughs> um, but they're getting ready for a big Mardi Gras party. And that Tom is like, all their subscribers. Yeah, they get like a huge bump. And people that join the gym around this time, so they make a lot of money this time of year. So Tom was like, no, 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 it's fine. We've only lost, like, five people. (laughs) (laughs) Only five people have been injured or dead. Yeah, from random things, or just went missing, but they're dead, but they don't know it. (laughs) We continue. Yes, so uh, David, the computer programmer, is being accused of manipulating the programs, but then he has an alibi to back it up. And mm-hmm. shows the paperwork for it, and he plays a character who is also boring and uninteresting. Yeah, that, that, that's Metric's, uh, Metric's character. Yeah, and um, eventually it goes through them investigating him and him explaining the computer system and the little shots of where they show that he can control things with the computer system. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, after this time, uh, Michael goes to pick up Laura from the hospital, who now has the most uh, ridiculous-looking eye bandages I've ever seen in my life, um, and is taking her to his house to stay. And uh, she's staying there and getting all gussied up and blind. <laughs> and And while Michael is out, she receives a knock at the door, and it is David saying that he needs to work on the computer system that works with the gym that is in the house. So he comes in and pulls out a screwdriver yeah, and just kind of sits at the desk and gets creepy towards Laura. Yes. And is interrupted by another random lady who was told to drop off groceries. Yes. Like, he just gets his gym members to go, hey, I see you've done 20 squats today. Do you mind going to the grocery store for me and dropping off groceries at my house? It's like, uh, I'm sorry, sir. Uh, Instacart has not been invented yet. You can get your own fucking groceries. (laughs) But she does it because she is a dedicated gym member. She loves her jazzercise class. David answers the door. Takes the groceries, and then that's kind of it for that scene. Like, 
And then he's like, okay, bye. <laughs> and then the next scene is Michael coming in and seeing Laura on the couch. And we all think she's dead. But she's not. She's just having a nap. She was having a nap. She probably didn't know where she was because she's blind. Um, or she just has surgery in her eyes, rather. Yeah, she has God, There are big... so many parts to this movie. I'm having trouble. <laughs> she's, she has these big ridiculous bandages, like you said, uh, over her eyes. Like these big, like, pad, like pads taped over her eyes. Um, and she, even though she can't see, her, her outfits are very well coordinated. Um, like I told you during the screening, if I was directing a movie... She would be wearing a bunch of... <laughs> I would have, like, none of her clothes match at all. <laughs> like, all the colors would be off. Everything. She's like, sorry, I'm blind. <laughs> It'd be just like Anchorman 2. Um, but, yeah, they have, like, a sensual romance scene where they're having, like, a nice dinner. And then they're, like, making love next to... Uh, Fire. Next to the fireplace and all that. But it's so ridiculous because she... These these huge bandages on. And he feeds her an asparagus that looks very, very phallic. A very phallic asparagus. They took their time. They took their fucking time to find the most phallic looking piece Mm. of asparagus. Mm, It's good. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, well, I do like asparagus. What's like he feeds it to her and she's like, oh, is this asparagus? I'm allergic. (laughs) Oh, you bastard. (laughs) And he's like, oh, no, I didn't. Trying to knock me off because I'm blind. It's like, I didn't know. And then she blows up. It's like, <laughs> what? Which would go with the craziness at the end of this movie. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so they're, they're a bunch of shit's happening at the gym. And so equipment's going haywire. Uh, chest fly machines are making people's sides split open. There's a girl going into the locker room and uh, some type of thing Sometimes pole goes through her neck because something. I don't know why. Yeah, they don't really explain it. Um, another girl thinks that Michael sent her a letter to go and meet him in a back storage area or, or in a boiler room or some shit. And the sprinklers go off. Which are all of a sudden filled with acid? I don't know, but she starts burning alive. Yes. And this is, uh, they just never go down there, I guess, because her body is down there for a fucking while. For a long time, yeah. And I guess found later, because Michael, see, the whole thing, one of the big problems with this movie is... Um, not knowing which direction to take. It doesn't know what kind of movie it wants to be, and each thing is a red herring of the other thing, but so convoluted it doesn't fucking matter. So it's like, one look, hand, are you making Chopping Mall, or are you making yeah, House? I, I have one. a lot of Chopping Chopping Mall similarities, except mm-hmm. for Chopping Mall is actually, funny enough, a more focused film. I love that movie. I do too. Um, but this movie, sure, okay, the gym spa. <laughs> the gym spa is ran by, yes, the spin is, spin is ran by a computer because whatever. But it really doesn't matter after everything's said and done. Because there's probably a ghost also. There's definitely something supernatural haunting around it. Yeah, because uh, it doesn't control lockers, but those are all flipping off, and then a woman ends up dead inside of them. Yeah. With no explanation of how she died. Right, but also, it could be a person also that's going around killing these people. So it kind of wants to have its cake and eat it too, eat it too with like eats three it eats it too. It wants to have its cake and eat it too times three. Um, so Michael... Is like, all right, it could be a ghost. <laughs> so he goes to a paranormal 
A parapsychologist. A parapsychologist uh, who has what seems to be a sex toy <laughs> that, that glows up. and it gives him <laughs> immediate information on objects of dead people. Yes. Yes. With uh, no explanation of how that works. So he's a, a vibrator that can pick up <laughs> ghost signals. <laughs> <laughs> it's a story stick <laughs> yes it gives you stories and he's immediately able to say oh i can read something on you if you don't believe me he's like sure so he reads them he's like oh so your wife had a terrible miscarriage where the baby not only took its life but also took her legs <laughs> the ability to use her legs and then she lit herself and on also fire. killed her dignity and then she lit herself on fire which you got over pretty quickly. <laughs> and he's like, give it a rest, Doc. That was a year ago. <laughs> that was last year. That was last year. <laughs> it's like, you know, I mean, I get it. You know, people have wives that pass away and then they find love with somebody. Or else they get married. Yeah. Or, yeah, your spouse or significant other or whoever, right? Your partner. You go through loss. You find somebody else to fill that void. It's understandable. But usually. <laughs> when it's a horrible, brutal death. I mean, I think there's levels to trauma. Uh, whenever it's like, not only did your wife kill herself, you also, like, probably within a year or two, also had a terrible miscarriage and lost a baby. Also, she lost the use of her legs, so she's handicapped. That was another traumatic experience. And then, not only did she, she didn't just kill herself she lit herself <laughs> on fire yeah she did it in the most ineffective way to do it uh an awful awful way to kill yourself good thing they didn't find her because then she'd be crippled burnt and it's like yeah and you give not only no fucks not only zero fucks but like negative seven fucks about any of this <laughs> you hooked up with the chick already you're you're seeing her also even though you're seeing her who has just went through a traumatic experience of uh, almost losing her sight, uh, you're trying to bang chicks at the, at gym. the fucking gym. <laughs> and they don't put it across like he's doing anything wrong. No. Which like, is weird. They're like, they're like oh, yeah, yeah no, have a three-way with him? Absolutely. <laughs> it's like, yeah, of course. Like, he lost his wife. Give him a break. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, wait, what? <laughs> he owns the gym. Why not fuck him? I mean, he just has zero personality. <laughs> so, yeah. Fuck him. Um, <laughs> Literally. Uh, yeah. So. So the parapsychologist goes to spend the night in the gym while it is closed. Yes. To do some investigating. And he goes down to the basement, finds the woman that is somehow still alive mm -hmm. and burnt horribly, just moaning. Uh, she looks more like a puddle of flesh. She's a yeah. She's a puddly mess. You can't even tell what it's supposed to be. And you know it's a body, but just like the anatomy and the makeup effects look so fucking bad. That's just like oof. Yeah. So he freaks out and he starts trying to get out of there, and then appears Catherine. Catherine, who is the dead wife. Yes. Uh, and, and David's she, twin sister. I don't know if we mentioned David, they're oh, twins. We didn't. They're twins. <laughs> yes. yes, they were twins. Um. And she jettisons him up into the roof, and he hits the, <laughs> the roof of the basement, falls which, back which down. Which has a skylight? Yeah, a skylight in a basement, yeah. <laughs> which yes. doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> and he falls back down, he pulls out a gun, 
and he shoots the gun, but the gun blows up in his hand and blows <laughs> off his hand, and it starts spurting blood everywhere. And then she throws him on a thing that I guess delivers boxes to the basement. Well, like, she throws him. Yeah, it's next to a staircase, so she throws him up the staircase. He hits the door of the staircase and falls. Yeah, onto the rollers that are next to it. So I guess yeah, like you mail can, room rollers that are in a gym. Yes, I, so you can deliver packages downstairs to the UPS truck. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Death gym spa, postal service, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so yeah, it is. Uh, after that. Uh, Michael immediately, for some reason, goes to Tom's house. Oh, because he found Tom's watch in the basement, which really doesn't make any sense, but whatever. It's just another subplot that's about to get introduced we're going into, because not only is like, okay, there's a computer system. Somebody's hacking the computer system, but also somebody's going around murdering people. But also, there could be a ghost. Maybe there is a ghost. Something is haunting this place, but it could just be haunting the computer system. Maybe the computer system is a ghost. Is a ghost. Maybe he programmed his <laughs> ghost sister. Maybe, into yeah, the maybe computer he programmed system. because the program is like also there's Michael. sabotage to the gym. Yes, and 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 somebody because uh, because the the computer sending Michael messages saying I miss you, Michael. It's like it's speaking to him. It's sending him distinct messages. That are clearly for him because it's saying his name, but right. continue. Um, so Michael sees the watch and immediately goes to Tom's house. And he's like, hey, Tom, like, look, I found your watch in the basement. He's like, oh, I was looking for this. Thank you. And he's like, you're trying to sabotage my gym. You've been you want to buy it out from out me after all these accidents and incidents happen and blah, blah, blah. And instead of being like, Tom, what are you talking about? He's like. Michael, yes. what are you talking about? Or Michael, <laughs> yeah. what are you talking about? He's like, yes. Not I immediately. Am. Not not until well until his, she comes yeah. down and his girlfriend comes out, or the other girl that works at the gym that he's sleeping with. Yeah, that also really has no role. No, she's just I guess she gym does something assistant. There. She's assistant manager of something. I don't know. Something like that. But her and Tom are, are shacked up. So. And he's like, you're trying to sabotage me to buy the gym out from under me, you bastards. And she's like, <gasps> yeah. And then Tom's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Immediately. Yeah, they're like, ah, let's not even We did sabotage the computer system. <laughs> we did. And it's like, okay, well, what about all these missing people? They're like, okay, we don't know about that. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? And even though the lawyer should know about all that. <laughs> like, you would think. Um. It's like, listen, I better cover this because there is a huge lawsuit <laughs> coming from coming all the families. Um, so, flash forward to the the Mardi Gras party. And also, by the way, uh, speaking of family soon, the only person that seems concerned about any of this is in a passaway line of dialogue where one of the girls that went missing is like, hey, her boyfriend called and is like, She's been gone for two days. Do you guys know where she is? That's the only person that seems concerned about people dying or just going missing. Yeah, and they're like... Nobody else is searching around except for like, the cops. Oh, I, Beth, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Yeah, nobody's <laughs> we don't like... don't give a shit. Like family members are showing up and like, hey, my... People get lost in gyms all the time. <laughs> which, which... We, 
people people <laughs> get missing go missing in gym spa postal services like all the time. Sometimes they get locked in the back of the postal truck and they get delivered <laughs> to the wrong address or to a different gym, and then they're they're just part of that gym forever. Yeah, the water <laughs> tank we had delivered for our sprinkler system was an acid tank. <laughs> Shit happens. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so the Mardi Gras party. You okay? Sorry. Yeah, I'm choking. Run down the wrong pipe? Yep. <laughs> you go on. <laughs> oh, yeah. So uh, they finally had the Mardi Gras party. They clearly didn't learn anything from people dying or going missing. So they're like, better still have it. Also, rewind a little bit. Um, another question that's been going around during the movie is that uh, Catherine may still be alive because David is clearly talking to somebody in his house all the time. And there's women. And it's a woman's voice. Yeah. Um, and so it's like, oh my God, is Catherine alive? And is she fucking her twin brother? Um, it turns out, no. <laughs> she is possessing her brother. Yeah, he is dressing as Catherine, but he looks just like Catherine because it's just. Because an he's actress possessed playing Catherine. by Catherine. I guess. But you see him dress up as Catherine. Yeah. You see him putting makeup on and stuff. But when he shows up, he's just... Dressed as a, a different. He's just a different actress. Yeah. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> um, so she can ghostly control the computer systems. Yes. She kidnaps Laura and puts her on a tanning bed where she's going to burn her to death. Yes. And she is now telling Michael, you have to kill yourself to be with me forever, or I'm going to kill Laura. And he's like, okay, just let her go. And he's like, oh, you would kill yourself for Laura? Oh. And it's like, well, yeah, that was your threat in the beginning, so you knew it had to work. <laughs> Stupid. And at the same time. All this is going on. A lot's happening in this movie. All the yeah, ones. it is all over the fucking uh, place. At the same time, the the girl that uh, that works at the gym that shacked up with Tom uh, is trying to break into the safe in Michael's office. And then David bashes her head in with a trophy and steals what's in the safe. What was what was in the safe? <laughs> they never said. Huh. <laughs> it was kind of pointless. Why was Tom, why was why was David dressed up, but he was. In, in the computer room as Catherine. But he's also dressed as a skeleton at the same time in a different part of the room. And he's in a completely different room. Yeah. Stealing, stealing something. And then... In... <sighs> <laughs> the more we talk about it, the more it's like, what the fuck is happening in this yeah. movie? Um, really, it's all been built up to this whole section because um, all this is insanity from here on out. <laughs> yeah. It is... And somehow... She's in there, and he saves Laura, and she's making everyone at the part Like, the steam is going through the entire building. Yeah. Catherine also killed a guy by morphing his face into looking like one of the pig people from Twilight, Twilight Zone. Zone. Yeah. <laughs> um, there was also a scene where the cop and that's, that's is how he gets... trying to get a drink. Oh, well, well real, real quick. That's also how he gets Laura. Is by she dresses up like the guy that she killed, but it's clearly it's not clearly not him. him. Like obviously it's it's a woman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Like they don't they're all the same build, they don't sound the same. She's talking to her. She's about two feet a woman, shorter. Two feet shorter. Um and Laura, it takes Laura at least like five minutes to even figure it out. Uh, until she gets put into the, the uh tanning bed where yep. she's getting burned up. But yes, and during that time with the cop going. Mm-hmm. So the cop is asking for a drink and the blender somehow just everyone puts their hand in the blender in no, this movie. No, it's the same girl that puts her hand in the blender. Yeah. It's the same there was a it's a callback to earlier because they're talking about the murders and everything earlier in the film and the girl's making fun while she's working at the smoothie bar of the gym and she's like she pretends to put her hand in she's like ah she's like just kidding it's a tomato tee hee 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 so flash forward to this scene and her hand does get stuck in the blender and it starts blending up her arm um, and the detective is trying to take it off of her. And he's saying, it's not even plugged in. And it's not coming off. Yeah, and then the freezer because opens ghosts. with a bunch of smoke. <laughs> yes. And he gets dragged into the freezer by a ghostly force. And for some reason in this gym freezer, they keep like fresh fish and stuff like that. Or eels? What the fuck eels, are those things? I don't know, like barracudas? Yeah, barracudas. <laughs> and it, they come to life and fly off the shelf and kill him <laughs> yeah it bites his neck open yeah my god this is hard to talk about <laughs> i regret this now like good god this movie is just like 12 different movies put together it doesn't even know if it's a spa or a gym or postal service <laughs> the cover is so convoluted with everything oh wait that gym guy's on the cover yeah, he's, he's on the uh, fly machine. Yeah, look at that. So, yeah. After that. <laughs> <laughs> and then. <laughs> and then we go back to the computer room where Catherine is still controlling stuff. But Michael has now saved uh, Laura from the tanning bed. And he can't get in the computer room. So he thinks, oh, well, I know how to stop her. And somehow that is going to the breaker box putting a shoe on a cable and somehow it electrocutes Catherine in the other room. Yes. Which she's a ghost. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And it burns her to a crisp Mm -hmm. again. Yeah. And then the cop, the surviving cop comes in (laughs) and shoots the door open. (laughs) Even though it's locked, she shoots it in the center. And it opens. And just opens up. Even though they said the computer locked it. <laughs> Just shoots it with a gun. Yep. And then they're like, ah, who's this? And they're like, he's like, oh, that's my dead ex-wife, Catherine. That's her ghost. And she's like, oh, okay. okay. And then she <laughs> shoots the ghost in the head. And then they all leave and get everyone out of the gym. And then the ghost says... It won't be that easy, Michael. And then her eyeball explodes, and that is the end of the movie. (laughs) The immediate credits. This movie is just... When you watch it, it's like, ah, it's just a schlock horror film. But when you talk about it, you're like, what the fuck is this? It's, it's, It's the movie equivalent of Homer Simpson's makeup shotgun. Yep. I could see that. It just blows all these different things all over the place. <laughs> it is. 
uh, it doesn't even know what it is. It, it really doesn't. It doesn't know what it's saying. It doesn't know what's happening. And that's not to say don't watch it. It's because not it is fucking ridiculous. It's not entertaining. But, but, I mean, the last 20 minutes pay off. They really do. Pretty strong. Yeah, the, the first, like, 30 minutes of the movie is like, I am bored. <laughs> yeah. And you're so bored because you don't even know... Like, it's so hard to follow. Everything is so difficult. Yeah, you're like, wait, who's this again? Like, yeah, why is Ken Forey dressed like a clown? Why are they keep reintroducing these characters? Yeah, let's uh, talk about Ken Forey and Michael's relationship. And yes. Uh, they're just pelling around. They toss footballs to each other in the office. They swim together and dunk each other's heads under the water. And that's Ken Forey's role in this movie what, is to be the pal of the gym owner. At one point, he's giving a spot to a guy as he's doing a chest press. And it's clear that the weights looks like maybe 45 pounds, 55 pounds on each side. Because it looks yeah. like maybe like a smaller. It looks probably like a 35 and a 10 on each side. Um, and... Uh, the guy is like about to power failure out as he's going for one of his reps. And before it can drop, Ken Forey grabs a bar with one arm and pulls it up and puts it onto the <laughs> rack, re-racks it <laughs> with, with one arm. He just picks up all the weight, all, you know, 130 pounds, whatever the fuck it is. Uh, and with one arm, it's like, well, there you go. Uh, that's He's not like, how you spot don't somebody. Don't go choking on me. I got some kid messing around with the orange soda. I got to go <laughs> figure this out. There's some kid that's in my house that loves orange soda, and he I do, hate he him. Do, he do. <laughs> I hate that kid. I kind of hate my son. <laughs> Cause he's best friends with this kid. Yeah. Every time I'm just like, Keaton. <laughs> yeah. It is. Uh... Also, Ken Forey, by the way. We love you. Super nice guy. I've met Ken. Very, very nice guy. And he's also in much better movies. Yes. He's in he's in a lot of stuff. I mean, come on. People know him best as... Uh, well, I mean, he became famous because of being Peter in Dawn of the Dawn Dead, of the, Dead the original yeah. Dawn of the Dead. Um, most people from our generation would instantly recognize him, like we referenced, as the dad, in, as Keenan's dad in Keenan and Kel. <laughs> Um, but yeah, he was in Devil's Rejects. He worked with Rob Zombie a few times. He was yep. in Texas Chainsaw Massacre Three. He's in you know a whole bunch of different horror films throughout the years. Um, All around great guy. Yeah, he's 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 really great. Uh, well, worked worked with George Romero a few times. He's also in, like Night Riders and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, that's Death Spa. Death Spa. <laughs> we think that's Death Spa. You may watch it, and it might be a completely different movie. You might be like, oh, you guys are so dumb. This is all so very obviously about blank, 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 blank. And you'll come up with your own perception of it and your own philosophy. If you do, we would love to hear it. Because <laughs> yeah, that's art, right? It's just, it's just on a different brain length than us. It's just on a completely different level. We just can't figure it out. Yep. All right. We say, check it out. <laughs> Yeah, I say check it out. I say yeah. check it out. Just, it's it's entertaining at least. It is an entertaining film. Um, I know that a beautiful Blu-ray got put out. We did not watch that one. <laughs> no, we watched the Gorgon Video VHS re-release. <laughs> it is a beautiful Blu-ray release from, uh, I think Shell Factory put out. Let me see. Uh, wow! Oh my God! I just read the caution what's on it this. Say? Oh my gosh! So the caution on the back of the tape. Gorgon video, you just know how to write shit. 
<laughs> Caution. This film contains gratuitous nudity, violence, and an underused Kinfori. <laughs> nice. Perfect. Uh, yeah, Death Ball, uh, a Blu-ray was put out by MPI Studios. Uh, you can also check it out on, let's see, real quick. If you are interested in watching it, let me see some of the streaming services. I think it's on TV. Everything's on fucking TV. Um, which we've endorsed multiple times. Uh, it's on Voodoo for free. Okay. Um, and you can run it out of the places for three bucks. I'm surprised it's not on Tubi, though. But uh, Voodoo Voodoo's free also, isn't it? No. No? Okay, fuck me. It's not free. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Tubi, though, uh, if it was on there, you could watch it on there. We're going to keep on bringing them up until they give us a sponsorship. <laughs> we love you, Tubi. Uh, Tubi has an insane amount of cool stuff for free. Yeah. All kinds of schlock on there. Tons. You'll get some commercials. Not a lot of commercials, but no, you get less some commercials. than fucking Hulu. Less than watching the WWE channel on YouTube. Oh, God. Yeah. Where you get fucking the same commercial every two minutes. Yep. Ugh. So, to end this, I am going to read the back description of this movie. Okay. Hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. Mm-hmm. Catherine is young, shapely, beautiful, and dead. <laughs> Driven by a demonic jealousy, she returns to haunt, stalk, and kill the nubile patrons of L.A.'s hottest health club sensation, the Star Body. Death by chest fly machine. Death by saucy sauna. Death by undead sushi fish. Can her oh, widowed... Yeah, okay. Because they, they were making sushi in that scene. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Can her widowed husband and Star Body owner, Michael... Stop the insanity before she unleashes bloody hell at the annual Mardi Gras party? Watch and find out. <laughs> Death Spa. Death Spa! It also has uh, a, a ending theme song that oh is as God. convoluted as the movie. It, it is literally, it literally sounds like three songs that were put together and none of them work. <laughs> Yeah. It's just it like was... things are going on top of things, and it's all like literally everything in this movie is like three different things put together, but none of them are focused. <laughs> the only thing that I'm kind of sure of is that it's at a place that's for physical health, maybe? <laughs> Whether it's a gym or a spa, it's something that you go to for personal care, I guess. <laughs> sure. Death Spa. Death Spa. <laughs> That's it. All right. Well, that brings us to our next segment. Another curation of Blaze's Cabin of Video Game Curiosities. All right. So, what video game do you have today to put into the cabinet of curiosities? Today, we have a new indie game. Okay. Um, Shocker. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> it's no, no. hard to That's find That's what we talked about before. Money. Yeah, it's easier to find independent horror games because they come out faster and there's abundance of them. Not a lot of mainstream horror games come out. Yeah. Actually, right now, not a lot of new mainstream games are coming <laughs> at all. <laughs> uh, so this is a game called Meat Saw. <laughs> Meat saw? Meat saw. Okay, this is sauce for a second. <laughs> no. Uh, it is de- uh, pub- uh, developed by Tainted Pact, 
and published by Behemoth Interactive. Amy Chambers, a young woman on her way to the Black Ridge Mountains to meet with her friends for a weekend of camping, will soon find the forest holds more than just a good time for her and her friends. The saw beckons, and it must feed. So it is shot like you are watching a VHS, so it has like the screen like snippets and everything like that, and it's very blurry. But you get to this campground at night, and you go to find your friends. And when you get there, they are all slaughtered, like carved into pieces. And your mission is then to get back to your car and get the fuck out of there. I mean, really, it's it's like whenever I don't feel like going out, you know, and somebody's like, hey, Rocky, meet, meet us downtown. I'm like, okay. It would save me a lot of trouble if I just got downtown and they were just all fucking dead. I'm like, thank God. <laughs> oh, I God, go I really home. didn't want to do that. <laughs> That's me literally at anything anyone ever asked me to do. <laughs> it's like, hey, Blaze, we got something where you need to leave the house. I'm like, oh, I hope everyone's dead so I can just Please, everybody back. be slaughtered. It's like, the, that's the whole caveat. You're like, actually, that's the whole thing with this game. It's like, the game is done then. Yeah, that's <laughs> You just it. go home. Yeah, <laughs> so credits. as you're heading back to your car, the sound of a chainsaw Chainsaw starts. Burger King. And Impossible Whopper. You are absconded by a strange giant man with a chainsaw. And you wake up hanging in this cellar. And throughout the game, you have to get out of the cellar. Find your equi- your flashlight and things that he stole and avoid him at the same time you're trying to get out of the house. And it is so reminiscent of 80s horror movies. Like, they put every shtick you can think of in this movie. Meat hooks, people on meat hooks. Like, I mean, it is like a Texas Chainsaw Massacre game. Mm-hmm. So, uh, as you go through, he's chasing you through this, like, horrifying cabin covered in blood and body parts. And it is almost like watching a VHS tape while you play it. That's cool. Yeah, it's very cool. And um, it's it, it takes about 45 to 50 minutes to beat the game. Okay, short. But Yeah, it's a short game. But uh, it was made by one person, as far as I can tell. And you can see the credits for his name and even email. And I was thinking about email and him to talk about the game. There you go. Yeah. But... Uh, I highly recommend it. It is free. Um, it is a fun little scary run through of being chased through a cabin with a man with a chainsaw and yeah. having to find ways to get away from him. Cool. So, uh, you know, graphic wise, it kind of resembles like the earlier like PlayStation 2 horror games. And uh, it's a fun time. It's definitely something you should check out, especially since it's free. Yeah, all right. Cool. Meat saw. Meat saw. Sounds awesome. Yeah, it'd be cool to have him on the show. Yeah, I was thinking maybe we could even do a typed out interview and just post it to Instagram or something. Yeah, so it can be like, so uh, what are you planning to make your next game that doesn't suck? (laughs) We hate you. No, No, but it is actually really fun. And uh, I also played another game. uh, Well, first on that one, how many pages does it get? Three. It was actually pretty scary. Oh, oh really? You, you, had, you had a collar or she had to be home when you played it? 
Yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah. Right, I was like, this is pretty freaky. Yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't like being chased by things. Okay. Because uh, I'm slow. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, I hate exercise. Yeah, that's true. Uh, that's why I will never be caught dead in the death spa. <laughs> Guess um, why I'll be caught alive it, outside of the death, death spa. spa. I'll be at my life apartment. <laughs> <laughs> my life house. <laughs> uh, but um, the other game is free and it's fucking ridiculous. And I'm going to be honest, I didn't even do any research into it because it, ta- <laughs> it takes like eight minutes to play the game. It's called Lure. Uh, it is also free, and you play as a man who was asked by a, f- a homeless man to go fish by a Shinto shrine, and you're like, oh, why fish over there? And he's like, because the fish there are the best, and you're like, okay, and you go by the Shinto shrine, and you catch a fish, and then you come back. He's like, why don't you get two more fish? You go back to the shrine. You catch two fish. All of a sudden, you notice that there's a hanging, mangled body hanging from a, a rope. And then you go to investigate the body, and it pulls you up. And it is another lure by a giant fish that eats you. <laughs> <laughs> It is so damn ridiculous. You have to see it for yourself because it is like Banjo Kazooie graphics. I'm gonna say it sounds like something out Earthworm Jim. Yeah, it is fucking ridiculous when you see that fish with the little fishing pole. That's awesome. It is so damn stupid. But yeah, so there's two for you. How many pages does that one get? Zero. <laughs> Zero pages. I did not need scary help at for all. this one. <laughs> At first, like, while I was playing it, I'm like, this is going to get pretty freaky, I bet. This is going to get freaky. And then it's like, bah, 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 giant fish. Bah, 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 bah. You're like, what the fuck? Like... <laughs> but it is, it's so goddamn ridiculous. You got to check it out. Okay. All right. So does that bring us to our next segment? Yep. Okay. It's time for another uh, entry into mythology, biology. All right. What is the story that you have to tell me today in uh, Blaze's Scary Time Corner? Scary Myth Boys. Scary Story Time (laughs) Myth boisters. <laughs> Myth boisters. Mythy boy, Blaze Bazir, has a story. Has a story to weave. Or, or are you just reading this off of a page again? I'm reading it from the page again because I did. I left both my notebooks over here. God damn! <laughs> you always. Uh, Blaze is so bad at, at at remembering at least one to two things. One thing. He will always forget at least one thing. Either his place or my place. Thankfully, we only live 30 yards from each other. That is true. But Blaze still <laughs> didn't come over to get his notebooks. No, it was too far. I was playing. You went over walking the dogs. You just walked by, flipped my house off of the walk. <laughs> oh, I'm, not even going. I'm not doing that shit. <laughs> All right. So today we're going to be talking about a Slavic spirit. And it is called the Bannock. Which... 
fits this because it is a bathhouse ghost. Fucking Crash Bandicoot. Yes. Usually described as a small, naked old man with a long beard, his body covered in the birch leaves left over from well-used bathrooms. (laughs) Wow. Many accounts also claim that he is a shapeshifter and can appear as a local person to somebody who stumbles across him, or even as a stone or a piece of coal in the heating uh, steam rooms of the bathroom. Slavic bathhouses closely resemble saunas with an inner steaming room and an outer changing room, a place where women gave birth and practiced divinations. The bathhouse was strongly endowed with vital forces. The third or fourth, depending on tradition, was reserved for the bannock, and given his inclination to invite demons and forest spirits to share his bath. No Christian images were allowed lest they offended the occupants. <laughs> If distributed by an intruder, or disturbed by <laughs> distributed, disturbed by an intruder while washing, the bannock might pour boiling water all over them or strangle them. So, there were several uh, rituals performed in order to keep the bannock happy and peaceful. The most common occurred during the steaming slash firing, that was reserved for the spirit itself or upon the quitting of the uh, quitting of the banya for the night. Offerings of fir branches, water, and soap were left, capped by a formal thank you uttered aloud. The bannock was often blamed for anything that went wrong within a bathhouse, so if the structure burned down, which they often did, it was believed that the spirit had been affronted in some way. In order to appease the bannock upon the rebuilding of a banya, a black hen would be suffocated, left unplucked, and buried beneath the building's threshold. The people performing this ritual would end it by blowing and backing away from the threshold while reciting the appropriate incantations. So, huh. that is a bannock. Well, see, at least a bannock knows the difference between a spa and a gym. Yeah, it's like, no, this is a bathhouse. I don't see somebody repping here. Yeah, he's not, he's not like, I'm going to go and haunt the bathhouse. But he's actually a gold's gym. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Just a really buff, naked old man. He's <laughs> like, hey, no crosses in this gym. Motherfucking crosses. <laughs> and then he strangles you. <laughs> With the weights. With, With the free weights. giant ass arms. Because he's working out at Crunch Fitness every fucking day. He's also known as Bonesaw McGraw. <laughs> So, yeah, I thought that was a pretty appropriate story for the movie today. Hell yeah. So, yeah. I'm uh, about it. If your bathroom's acting up or you have a drain clogged, go ahead and suffocate a chicken <laughs> and put it at the bathroom's threshold. Next time you go to the bathroom, choke a chicken the different way. <laughs> <laughs> Don't sin against God and choke an actual chicken. Yeah. God's watching. <laughs> he will be very upset, and the bannock will be upset if you mention God. So yeah, so. You're kind of in a fucked position here. Except one isn't real. The, ba- <laughs> the bannock is very real. The bannock is real. God, God. man. <laughs> out on debatable. Deba- <laughs> it's out on debate right now. God, master debatable. <laughs> very debatable. Bathroom demons, proven. (laughs) 
I I experience a bathroom demon every time I'm in the bathroom. <laughs> Depends how many cups of coffee I've had in a day. He forces me to watch porn on my phone. <laughs> like, no, it's just like please. a daddy like, oh no, oh, the bannock no. made me do it. Oh, I came all over my phone. <laughs> Damn bannock. And that's why there's a stack of chicken bodies in front of my bathroom. Damn it, bannock. I love you. <laughs> It is fucking. Uh, you really gotta love those kind of very specific place deities <laughs> yes. or demons, where it's like, no, 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 they only haunt bathrooms. This isn't the first time that we've talked about a bathroom demon. Yeah, we talked about the Japanese one, yeah. didn't we? Yeah. But she's more of like a folklore story. This is actually mythology. Yeah, right. So this is, well, I guess that's still folklore. I don't know, fucking it's, know. It's all mythological. What am I, a doctor? Nah. <laughs> I'm a parapsychologist. <laughs> well, I mean, I would assume With parapsychologist. With a dildo that can read fucking ghost signals. I assume most parapsychologists uh, have the same certifications I do. Except they, they they decide to blow their money on expensive equipment. Yeah, meaning they have nothing. Well, by that I mean, um, if you, if anyone wants to send me some ghost hunting devices, I will then be a parapsychologist. <laughs> That's how it works. That's how it works. If you have the equipment, you get the degree. Yes. They're like, wow, you bought that? That's really expensive. Here's a degree. Yes. So uh, so if if you ever want to send me your ghost hunting equipment, I will live record myself doing a ghost hunt. In the bathroom. In the bathroom. With just you jerking off. <laughs> anywhere. I'll do it anywhere. I, I will find a haunted Jerk location or, in my oh, area. Okay. And I will live stream you. A go- and you're coming. So, <laughs> you don't really have an option here. But um, Please don't do this. <laughs> send me your ghost hunting equipment and me and Rocky will go on a ghost hunt. And we will stream it. Yeah. Deal? Give us free stuff. Give us free stuff and we'll be ghost hunters. <laughs> We'll be Ghostbusters. We will figure it out. And who knows? Prove us wrong. Prove us wrong. Send us the equipment, and then we'll be proven wrong. Because we'll go, and I'm sure, with that high-tech technology that goes off by your cell phone, because it's picking up electromagnetic fields, which are put off by metal <laughs> which strangely enough is in a lot of fixtures and houses but give no. us the equipment and we will go do it we'll do it and we'll stream it and we will come back and record an episode about how we found fucking nothing <laughs> or option b or oh, option b we're proven wrong and we believe in ghosts now or option c please forget the equipment at his house whenever he comes over here. And I go home. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, no, Blaze, we're in the car. We're, we're literally just going to drive by I your I forgot front. it. Just take we're me gonna, home. We're literally going to drive by your front door. Yeah, and It's then on the I, way outside of the I'm complex. Gonna, I'll be like, yeah, hold on. I'll, I'll go in and get it. And then you'll come in and I'm asleep on the couch. <laughs> I'm like, wait, we're doing that? Oh, jeez. I'm like, yeah, we just, I, I literally just drove you off. I dropped you off to go get. The oh, equipment. I thought I thought you went home. Like, that's what I did. 
don't know about you, but... Like, oh no, the sleep ghost got me. But yeah, do that, and we'll be ghost hunters for you. And tell you what, I'll, just to make it worse for Rocky, when we go on this ghost hunt, I will bring my VHS player oh, and no. a miniature TV and a generator, and I will power really bad movies for us to watch while searching for ghosts in this haunted location. The place may be haunted by me after I kill myself. <laughs> hey, then I'll have proof. <laughs> Yeah, he's a ghost, all right. Yeah, I keep I keep pulling out the spear box and just keep saying "fuck you, <laughs> fuck you, fuck, fuck you. you, fuck you." Like, oh no, I'm getting that radio next door again. Uh, radio frequency. Oh god. All right. So that is another episode of Bladed Apples. I guess. <laughs> Thank you for. <laughs> Send us your ghost hunting equipment. <laughs> Send us your ghost hunting equipment so after we kill Hans Zimmer in the ring, <laughs> we can we can capture his spirit. So we can ask him how to feel. Can he fucking murder by our hands in the octagon? How do you feel now, you stupid asshole? Fuck you. We just composed your death with our fists. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to Bladed Apples. If you want to reach us, you can. Tell us a haunted location that we should go record at. And send us equipment. Send us VHS tapes. Send us Hans Zimmer's address. Either one. Send us... Send us send Look, if you send us the address and equipment, if we don't find a ghost, we'll make one. <laughs> Send us, send us Dave Grohl's email address so we can send him the podcast. We say how much of a fucking stupid asshole he is. He'll just stand well, there. Well, more blaze than I did, but he'll be like, "Hey guys, I'm actually like a really decent person," and I'm like, "Fuck you! You're a piece of shit. You murdered Kurt Cobain. You killed your drummer. You got Courtney Love addicted to drugs. You killed Andy Dick. We wish." I wish you killed Andy Dick. Um, for, as, if he kills Andy Dick as revenge for Phil Hartman, then I am okay with Dave Grohl. You killed Gilbert Gottfried. You hear that, Dave? I know you're listening. Yeah. Like you do every week. <laughs> you killed God, Gilbert Gottfried, Dave Grohl. I know that you won't be the only G last name on the streets, but Gilbert was innocent. Dave Grohl, you get rid of Andy Dick and exclaim that it is for Phil Hartman's death. You're okay in my book. Yeah, we'll let you kill Hans Zimmer for us. Yeah. All right. <laughs> but you can reach us at bladedapplespod at gmail.com or on the Instagram page, bladedapplespodcast. Uh, that one's with underscores. The other one is one word. Um, any recommendations, requests, questions, you want to collaborate on something, hit us up. Like we said before, our next episode next week will be our first interview. Yeah. We're open for collaboration. We we would love to, you know, listen, we're trying to promote. We're sure other people out there trying to promote. It doesn't even have to be a film you're working on. If you have a podcast and a you book? want to come on, let's collaborate on an episode. Yeah, you're writing something you're or you're drawing t-shirts? something. Yeah, you make art. 
you just like horror and you do something creative, let's talk. Let's get on the show. Let's have a conversation about something. Let's promote each other. You hate Dave Grohl? You're on. Yeah, Dave <laughs> Grohl, you want to promote your music? I know you're a struggling band. You've been in two <laughs> bands that went absolutely fucking nowhere. Come on the podcast. We'll promote you, Dave Nirvana Grohl. who? I know you're going to die before the any of your... Fighters? <laughs> yeah, the Who Fighters? Um, I know that you're trying to promote your bands that nobody's ever heard of, but you can come on here and we'll try to give you a shot before you pass away of old age you piece of shit um, thank you okay <laughs> but yeah hit us up if you like what you heard today recommend it to a friend recommend if you like anime. what you heard today i'll be surprised <laughs> go 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 <laughs> go go to a haunted location play the podcast the ghost may attack you <laughs> turn it off turn it It'll be just like George C. Scott and Hardcore. <laughs> Turn it off! Um, uh, thanks to Stefan Mize for doing our art. Check him out on Instagram. Stefan Mize or at Crawling Panther Tattoo Parlor. Tattoo artist of Ocala, Florida. Awesome guy. Thanks for Blaze. Thanks to Blaze for... Uh, man, I'm all jumbled up in everything I'm saying today. Dude, I'm fucking worn I'm out. tongue-tied today. Um, thanks to Blaze for editing and being a great co-host. Next week, first guest, be talking about that Dookie Fly Swatter documentary. It's going to be awesome. Tune in to find out more. And also add his Instagram page. Uh, the Instagram is under what? Dookie Doc? I will pull it up right now. Let's, let's give it a quick shout out before the episode so you guys know where to check that and out. And where to fund it. And where to crowdfund it. Um, if you want to give them a couple bucks. To help him fund everything is shot he just needs it for you know the lawyers and all that stuff to get the film put out you know you to go through every hoop in the book you can think of i mean just to get an independent project put out right so if you can spare a couple bucks to help him out it'd be appreciated it is on instagram under dookie doc yes, d-u-k-e-y-d-o-c yeah. and you can go to d-u-k-e-y-d-o-c.com dookiedoc.com and you can help fund it. Yeah. Yeah, you can also watch the trailer there. Yeah, great trailer. The trailer looks awesome. Yeah, very so, excited. Check him out. That'll be next episode. Uh, That'll be our 30th episode. Yeah, it'll be our Dirty 30. Dirty 30 episode. Uh, anything to add? Nah, that's it. Okay. See you later, fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, every day is Halloween, so please act accordingly. <laughs>